What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Ask Assist P. My name is Ryan Williams, and this show is for me to answer your questions, right? So uh, I am a CISP with 18 years of uh, experience. And what I'm trying to do uh, through this platform is reach out to those who are trying to either break in or moving up the ladder. Um, it's the not the exact opposite, but it's it's a different formula from the other side of the firewall podcast. Or you talk to those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people who are in the C-suite and senior level positions. Uh, we're trying to uh, spotlight those people and basically give them a platform and voice to inspire us to uh, to work our way up to those positions as well. So, you know, it's it's a, a cool concept we've been working with. So it's just not me talking to the void. But with all that being said, so today I, uh, I have a special uh, uh, guest. So uh, Jarvis uh, Bryant, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. How about yourself, Ryan? I can't complain. So uh, if you could just uh, introduce yourself a little bit, let us know uh, what you currently are doing and what you're trying to do in cyber. All right. So I'm Jarvis Bryan. I'm currently active duty Army. I have about 16 months transition. Well, until I transition. And uh, basically what I'm doing is just trying to break into tech. I'm uh, networking with a lot of individuals that are already in the field, trying to figure out my niche that I specifically want to go in, and also gathering certifications and different skills that either I'm told to do or that I'm researching that, you know, is the best thing to break into tech and uh, trying to find the right company in the right situation that will work for me long term. Well, that's what's up. And you, you seem to have a formula going. So that's great. Uh, so uh, James uh, Carroll III referred you. So he was our guest last week. So it's becoming somewhat of a tradition where Tish referred James, James referred you. Uh, so I, I love to see it. It's good to see everybody's building their network and what have you. Um, so what do you currently do in the army? So right now I'm in logistics. I'm a 92 alpha, which is an automated logistical specialist. And so, uh, I've, I've worked in like motor pool side, which is basically ground maintenance. Uh, you, in my position, I work on the computer side of ground maintenance. So anything dealing with making sure the system is updated so that the higher, you know, echelon of like the leaders can see it as far as what's down, what's up, what needs maintenance, you know, different things like that. I work on that side. Then I've done the aviation side where the same thing, but with aircrafts, um, you know, different system, obviously different system for a different, you know, facet of the of logistics. But um, ordering those parts, make sure those aircrafts are up, letting the higher echelon know what's up, what's down, what needs maintenance, different things like that. And then now I'm on the warehouse side. Uh, so pretty much in the warehouse, I'm the, I am in the SSA for 115 BSB, which is 1st Brigade of the 1st Cap Division down in Fort Hood, Texas. So I'm literally, this one is a lot of, uh, you know, get up and going type of deal. Very fast paced, a uh, lot of lot of moving pieces and a uh, lot of personnel. So that's that's what I'm okay. currently doing right now. Okay, no, that's what's up. And that's very uh, specific. So I appreciate that. Um, so why cyber? Because it, so like uh, you're, it seems as though you do have your, your hooks into it already, but why, why, um, why not logistics? Why cyber? Why you want to go that route? So um, kind of a backstory. While I was on deployment last year, 2020, I began watching YouTube with a bunch of different videos on cyber. And so I was actually getting ready to reclass into 17 Charlie MOS in the Army, which is a cybersecurity specialist. And so as soon as I made my mind up that I wanted to reclass, I dove deep into, okay, how can I get certifications? But how can I get certifications provided through the military? So I started off with the Phantom Warrior Signal Academy. And so, you know, spoke with a bunch of individuals there. They already, you know, they're older. They have a bunch of certifications. They've been in these positions for 15, 20 plus years. And so they were giving me a lot of tidbits on, you know, Professor Messer and different things to start to watch. And so I made my mind about the career change already within the military to switch from logistics to cyber. But then I also made up my mind, okay, well, if I'm going to be able to do this, and what if I don't want to go the military route, how can I pursue this in a transition standpoint? So that's when I started to, you know, network with certain individuals. It started on YouTube, then I got my LinkedIn up, and then it started to build from there. So cyber for me, it's, it's kind of what my passion has already been. I've been passionate about this since I was taking polymer science classes in, in, in uh, high school. While I was in college, I wanted to do a little bit of cyber, but I was just like, yeah, I'm going to stick to ROTC in college. And then I was doing mass communications because my dream was to work for ESPN, but that quickly, uh, 
went down the drain when I realized how much experience you needed to even get to ESPN. So cyber for me is a passion. I'm all, I've always been interested in computers and working with computers. And also it's something that I feel like I can definitely provide for my family, um, you know, in that field, being that it's a budding field, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. I can look at job security long-term and feel comfortable about that, knowing that, you know, I'm going to be working for another 20, 30 years with my age. So, you know, it's just something that I feel that I can grow in. I can become, you know, a pioneer in to a certain extent. So. Okay. Okay. So what avenues in cyber do you want to go down? So cyber is an ever expanding field is what we say, right? Uh, usually on these episodes. So it's, it's ever growing. So what lane do you see yourself trying to pursue? Absolutely. So in the beginning, I was thinking cybersecurity. Everything I was looking at was about cybersecurity. From there, it went to cloud computing. And the reason I switched over to wanting to focus on cloud computing was just because a lot of companies are going towards cloud right now. It's going to be something that you're going to have to constantly learn in, which I'm always doing anyway. I want to constantly be able to learn and expand upon my knowledge in a certain field, which you can do that with pretty much any field in IT. But the focus for me became cloud computing just because after I looked at it and watched a lot of people do it, it became a really interesting field for me. And so that's the reason why my focus is going to be on cybersecurity. And I have a lot of questions uh, for you, obviously, going down that, that, that path. Right, right. Okay. So, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what you're going to ask before you ask me. <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's a trick that I'm trying to do. Uh, but... Uh, so I've asked you uh, a bunch of questions. I, I'm probably gonna have more as we go along, right? Because uh, I've, I've worked with the Army. Uh, I've, I've done joint for about a quarter of my career um, okay. and, and loved it. So like work with the Army and, uh, and the other services as well. So we're not that uh, that that much different um, than one another. So a lot of stuff bleeds over. But what are your questions for me? Uh, okay, I have a list actually. <laughs> I'm okay. trying not to- Well, uh, well organized. Try not okay. to be too scripted, but- uh, my first question is kind of basic, but it's uh, how did you get started in the field of IT? So for me, it was from the from the uh, the get go, right? So um, I was originally a computer science major. Um, I quick very quickly learned that I uh, I have a cap when it comes to mathematics, and I hit it <laughs> about <laughs> midway through. Um, so I, I made it to my sophomore year of college uh, before I was uh, beating my head against a rock, and um, uh, looking to get out of my, uh, my city. So I'm from Buffalo, New York. I wanted to, you know, see, see the world, right. Like everybody else. So I enlisted in the air force. Um, I came in open electronics, which was uh, kind of dangerous. Right. I could have been anything. Right. Uh, so luckily they put me into, um, data maintenance is what it was called at the time. And since this has evolved, right. So I was hardware maintenance at one point. So learn how to build PCs, how to make them network, talk to one another, uh, running field wire, phones, things of that nature. So building small networks in a tactical environment. Uh, then from several different assignments, I picked up uh, circuit actions, uh, more advanced networking um, and infrastructure. Uh, I've even done cable maintenance, so layer one type stuff, um, oh. fabricating cables, running cables, uh, things of that nature. So I've, I've touched a lot of different pieces uh, from help desks up to... Um, cyber surety, um, uh, information security. Like, so I've been, I've been fortunate. Every assignment has, has brought me something new. Like some people don't have that, that wide breadth of experience, but that's kind of what led me down the path to cyber. So, um, that network is my bread and butter. That's what the air force paid me to do, but mm -hmm. because of the multiple assignments and then working in the joint field and what have you, I've been able to, uh, set my hooks in the cyber, uh, and then pursue, certifications and, and knowledge from that. Absolutely. Okay. That's, that's a great. <laughs> so, uh, my next, well, you kind of answered that one for me. So, um, when did you join the air force, which you just spoke on, and then why did you choose to get out of the air force? So I'm still in, so I joined in oh, okay. 03. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a 20 year, uh, or more guy. Okay. But, uh, so I joined in 03, um, after doing about a year, year and a half of college. Um, and then, uh, I've, I think I've been five bases. Oh no, we do, do the math. So test schools in Mississippi, mm -hmm. Mississippi. I went to Mount home, Idaho, which I didn't even know existed. Uh, <laughs> that's where I did tactical. Um, I worked with, uh, 
I was doing data maintenance. I was doing telephones, crypto, cryptographic maintenance, things of that nature, a little bit of networking, but not really. Um, from there, I went to Alaska. Uh, in Alaska, I was doing uh, a lot of help desk work, a lot of client system work, a little bit of networking, a lot of crypto. Um, okay. And I also had to do some cable maintenance while I was there as well, because they're renovating the entire building. So I'm running fiber cable and learning how to do, you know, hot melts and stuff like that. Right. Um, from there, I went to Virginia and that's when things started to change. That's when I went into uh, higher level networking. So I was at the enterprise level uh, doing a lot of cybersecurity, boundary uh, standardization, modernization, things of that nature. So higher level, I got my CCNA while I was there, um, site plus, net plus. Uh, and then I went to uh, what's called the Joint Communication Support Element, JCSE, out in Florida. That's uh, uh, an awesome unit. So uh, from there, I was able to see seven countries, work cyber, work tactical, work, and you name it. Right. Like uh, jack, jack all trades while I was there because they, they make you learn everything. So I'm doing VMs, I'm doing stuff that satcom, radio, everything. I'm all over it. Uh, and then from there, I, I'm now here in Turkey. Um, so uh, don't really want to project it, I guess, on the podcast, but I, I pretty much see this, this probably will be my last assignment before I, I transition to being a civilian. So, okay. Uh, and this is when I started the podcast. Um, like I arrived here during the, uh, the middle of COVID. Oh, wow. And yeah, and ROM. So restriction of movement is what, what mm-hmm. we call it. Um, yeah, it's the same. Yeah. And I was going, I was in locked in my room for, uh, you know, almost a month. So I was like, you know what? I need to get out. So I can't leave my room, <laughs> but I can get out to the world by doing this podcast. Yeah, that, that's extremely interesting Um, because for me, so I've actually been looking into doing the fiber optic certifications that they offer in the army just to kind of okay. brand, like build like my, my, my knowledge base. Um, my brother, he actually was a 25 series, which is kind of a, they call it a cable yeah. dog, but uh, right. he yeah. actually branched out and he's out now working for Google doing fiber. So he was okay. kind of a motivation as well. I'm the oldest of six children. So that's my younger brother. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. But, so uh, this is, what's crazy is that you bring it up. So I'm currently in charge of the cable dogs. So oh, I'm, not, uh, okay. I'm not one by trade, but because of my rank, you know, it's, I can lead different aspects of, of uh, communications. And I love them. Like it's the yeah. most awesome shop I've been in uh, in the Air Force. Like they're they're very knowledgeable with what, about what they do, and like I didn't I couldn't even imagine the type of work they put in because I'm tactical com, right? Right. So I don't care. I'm I'm just dragging the cable across the uh, the field. Like, hey, hopefully the runs this thing over. But, <laughs> like these dudes are professional installers, right? So I'm learning how right. to actually install cable the proper way. So it's pretty cool. Absolutely. All right. So let's see. Uh... I know you haven't transitioned yet. So me looking at your LinkedIn, I was thinking, like, okay, we transitioned because I was looking at everything that you've done. I'm like, right. wow, this is this is amazing. Um, I saw that you had worked for JSCE, and I was like, wow, like this is a lot of things that you've been able to accomplish. Um, now I that I see that. 20 years, like that's, I mean, I, I can imagine the things you've seen and been able to actually put hands on and look at. So for me, starting out, like I feel like that's a great, you know, view for me to emulate. Like, wow, he's done this, 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 and this these certifications like so that that's kind of my leads into my, my next question so what certifications would you recommend for someone that's starting out uh in it or cybersecurity or even even cloud computing like what certifications would you would you say would be the baseline to make yourself as marketable as possible and then you know which ones to branch out from there that's a good question um so cloud has like so if you go microsoft uh route mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have uh, Azure fundamentals. That's right. what I'm currently pursuing. Because um, right. I, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm more of an on-premise guy. Like I, oh. I've physically touched everything in the stack. Um, so now I'm, I, cloud is the future, like you stated. So I'm like, I need to know as much as I can about the basis of cloud so I can get to the part where I can secure the cloud, right? right. So I can get my um, uh, CCSP as, a, as my ultimate goal for, uh, for feeling like, like knowledgeable about the cloud. So working my right. way up to that certification. I would say... Definitely, if you want to go cloud, pursue, uh, you know, if you want to go Azure, you want to go AWS, pursue the fundamentals. But I feel, uh, and just going through Azure fundamentals right now, that you have to have kind of a baseline of uh, networking and security before going into it. So that's saying it's, it's not impossible. Uh, it's just like, it feels like you'd have some gaps if you just went straight into the cloud. So I right. would recommend your... Um, 
like tier one certs first, like mm-hmm. maybe ITF plus or uh, A plus, or if you're already past that, go into your network plus and security plus. Excuse me, <clears throat> as dry, dry throat over here. But um, I would say that those would help you out much better than just jumping straight into the cloud. I, I still think you should pursue the cloud, but I think bef- beforehand you need to get your hands on some real equipment, right? So right. pursue uh, one of those lower certs and actually uh, touch some gear and then jump in a cloud because it's very abstract. And it feels though that you will have some gaps if you try to go straight into the cloud. Absolutely. So I, I, I'm glad you said that because for me, uh, kind of my, my baseline knowledge. So um, I went over to the Signal Academy. The first class I took was the IT Fundamentals, CompTIA IT Fundamentals okay. uh, course. I passed that one. Then from there, I went into the Cisco route, Cisco networking and, and uh, routing. So I went okay. through that course. Uh, I believe it was like a two-week course or whatever. They kind of cram everything in you. And then at the end, you have to yeah. set up a set up a, a VLAN, and, you know, this, that, and third. So it was kind of difficult for me. But uh, I feel like those two classes combined have prepared me for my next step, which is going to be Sec Plus and Net Plus. And then, uh, then I'll branch off into, you know, some of the cloud stuff. So. Yeah, I, definitely, I definitely agree. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So like, yeah, so you have you have the, the the foundation and you're working like you understand the concept of what a VLAN is, what a subnet is. Right. Uh, so, yeah, you could definitely attack Network Plus. Um, and then from there, like Security Plus, uh, it's gone through many uh, uh, revisions. So I think I took it in the either 200 series or 300 series. I can't remember. Okay. I got I got mine back in. 2009 i want to say oh, yeah back when it was a forever cert so before dod and 20 hour 8570 and all that stuff where it came you had to renew this thing every every year uh it used to be you just you just got it and you just had it right uh, there's a lifetime cert and then then things uh changed around 2010 2011 um but i've seen the uh a recent uh revision and that thing is no joke <laughs> Oh, yeah? it's a, a very hard test i'm just like i don't remember being that hard when i took it um i felt network plus was harder than security plus when i took both of those uh tests but it's it's definitely i would say it's it's, it's definitely uh attainable it seems like you won't have any issues with it uh but i know some people trying to jump straight into security plus and like that's that's no point yeah like, yeah <laughs> I, I think oof. it's tough I can only imagine. I mean, uh, I think they're on like the 600 or 700 series now. Something, yeah, they're something in the 600 like series now. Yeah. Yeah. So whew, I know you've been able to see so much of that. I can only imagine. But me, I'm really just studying it up. I've literally, I have the CompTIA book. I'm diving deep in the CompTIA okay. book. I mean, page for page, chapter for chapter type of deal. Taking tremendous amount of notes. But I want to go into the test over prepared rather than unprepared. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's how, and that's how I felt when I went to Security Plus, because I, I was more concerned about Security Plus than Network Plus. I was like, I, I do networking. That's my job. Uh, so, you know, I came in kind of cocky. So I, I studied probably two or three times as hard for Security Plus, took the test, was like, oh, OK, um, wasn't as bad as I thought. I passed it. So I'm going to take Network Plus same day. I was like, I'm already right. here. I got the value skills to make this happen. <laughs> And I got beat up. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, still, I still passed it, but I was like, I, I thought I knew networks better than I, than I uh, obviously performed on this test. Uh, so I would not recommend that, but I, both are definitely attainable. Uh, and it seems like you're already on your way to that. And then what's also good about that is while you're practicing for your uh, network plus is get your hands on some kind of gear, like uh, maybe like an eight port POE switch or something. Uh, like don't spend too much money for the basics, mm-hmm. but just, either get a hand-me-down or or buy a cheap uh, poe maybe eight port switch or two okay and then network those and you learn spanning tree and you know how to build ports how to secure ports all that good stuff on very cheap uh equipment i i, I would i would be surprised if you couldn't just go over to the signal guys and, and ask the hand receipt something out for people who are not military uh hand receipt basically is like if it's sitting on the shelf and it's something that you can use. Potentially, you can hand receipt it. Uh, so that's what I did. That's how I got my POE switches. I, I found two of them in the closet. And I was like, hey, can I take these home? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, go ahead. Sign your life away. Because you right. lose them. <laughs> yeah, you got to pay for it. <laughs> right. You, you'll pay for these things. But I, I use that to to, uh, to get me through CCNA. So it, oh, wow. and, and it was just those two switches. I had two very cheap Cisco POE switches and a handful of Ethernet cables. And I just learned how 
how it worked. Like how this is how you build a port, this is how you build a VLAN, this is how you uh set up uh spanning tree, this is how spanning tree jacks things up. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was yeah, pretty so good. Span ports, all that stuff. You can learn just with two, two really sim- simple and cheap switches. That's a great recommendation. Um, when I was sitting there and I was subnetting and I was, you know, making sure all my IP address was correct. And then the instructor kept talking about, you know, you're going to do this in CCNA, but it's going to be times 10. You're going to do this in CCNA. So right. I'm, look- I'm looking forward to CCNA actually, but of course I want to gain the other certifications to make sure that I'm prepared to take CCNA because I know that it's kind of a culmination of everything on the networking right. side. Um, I'm actually looking into doing something that's kind of unheard of, but I'm going to ask my, my hire, my sergeant major, would she be okay with me uh, cross-training? Being that I'm getting out and I know I won't be in logistics, I know manning is a thing, but just ask like, hey, can I, can I go cross-train over in S6 and you know, be around those guys for a few months to see if I can put that down as, as experience and then actually sit there and learn from those guys. So that's something I'm trying to do as well. Oh, I see what you're saying, like be cross-utilized while you're still Right, there. exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I obviously I can't speak for your sergeant major, but right, right. you know, potentially like they're already going to to lose you. Right. So they need to start helping you transition. And then, Absolutely. Uh, you might not be able to do it during the day though. They might be like, go ahead yeah. and do that on your off duty time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure that. <laughs> okay. So uh, what would you say the difference between, what, what would you say is the difference between like cybersecurity and then IT? I hear so much about you. Know, someone says, well, I'm in IT. And someone says, I'm in cybersecurity. Like, what is the difference in those in those two uh, facets of the IT world? So, because uh, it, it comes down to um, fundamental definition. So, like, obviously, IT is just dealing with primarily the uh, hardware and networking aspect of uh, information technology. So, you're pretty much in that wheelhouse on that side. Cybersecurity is... Uh, it takes some of those principles, but it's more of your um, your lane being, I'm trying to secure the network, uh, to defend it. I'm trying to um, potentially do digital forensics because we've been attacked, or I need to be on the lookout for persistent threats. Uh, it's frameworks and governance. So it's those guys who sit up uh, in the um, security office. I say sit up like they're not doing something. They're, they're doing hard work, right? But they... Right. they uh, their, their job primarily is uh, understanding how the framework works and how the organization has to uh, comply within that framework. So I, when I say sitting, they actually do a lot of sitting, like just not plugging in cables and stuff like that. They're actually trying to figure out like, uh, how do I build the network to be to uh, government standard or how do I best government standard or, you know what I mean? Like, okay, something has changed. Um, the framework is different now. We have different um, regulations we need to follow. How do we get the organization to be within that lane. Um, I, I mentioned digital uh, forensics. Um, it's just a, a lot, but like that is more of the, um, either you're in uh, uh, defense or you're in, I'm trying to think, it's a DCO and OCO. So it's either uh, uh, offensive or, or defensive type side right, where you're right. trying to attack or defend uh, as opposed to, Information technology is the, the building and maintenance of a network. Got it. Or systems within it, in my humble opinion. Right. I mean, that's that's like the best explanation I've gotten. It's kind of straightforward and shows you the variations of it. So that leads me to my next question. How important was getting the certified ethical hacker cert for you? So it, it was so different. Um, it was something I never, never really uh, dipped my toe into. So for me, it was like I had climbed a new uh, um, mountain, so to speak. So it wasn't necessarily uh, EC Council. It wasn't necessarily the um, the sp- specific Certified Ethical Hacker certification. Right. Um, it was me dipping my toes into just uncharted waters. Right. So I, again, like I, I was a, a, a data maintenance guy. So I built systems. I maintained those systems. That was a networking guy where I was making the systems talk to each other. Uh, then I, everything was IT. Everything was information technology. I was always on that side of the wheelhouse. Like, how do I make these things talk? How do I make sure they, they're maintained and they continue, continuously run? Um, but then the uh, certified ethical hacker um, showed me a new lane. So this is how I look for threats. This is how I can aggress on a network or how I can defend my network. Um, it was just a, a different wheelhouse, um, and it kind of 
led me towards getting my master's in cybersecurity information insurance and then getting my C CISSP um, and things of that nature. Because a lot of what we do on the hardware side is defensive. Like I set up um, uh, ports to make sure that you can't get into the other uh, network. Right. So I set exactly. up uh, sticky Macs and I put poor security on things. So I am still doing defensive cyber, but to a, a much lesser extent, as opposed to uh, learning the tricks of the trade, like this is what malware looks like. This is what a potential uh, threat vector is. This is how the kill chain works, like totally different wheelhouse. So for me, it was pretty important. Like it kind of launched me into cybersecurity. Absolutely. And just listening to you, I feel like it showed you a different view of both sides, the defensive and the offensive. Right. Um, me, I was adamantly looking forward to getting my CEH. But unfortunately, they stopped offering it here at Fort Hood, so I'm gonna have to figure out another way to get that. But um, with CCNA, CEH, and then CISSP, I've heard so much about that. So um, that kind of leads me to my next question: How difficult was it to attain the CISSP? And then, well, I'll let you answer that question, and I'll give you my next question. Gotcha. So the the CISSP for me was the hardest test I've ever taken. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's it's they they always say it's a uh, an inch deep, but a mile wide, right? So it's right. all the domains. Um, but again, uh, not because I chose to go the route that I did, but every assignment has been different. I've gotten a different aspect, a different domain. Um, so I had a lot of knowledge because I had touched systems and I had used them in, in uh, certain ways. Um, so when it came to like, I think my, my best domains are like IAM because I did a lot of that when I was working uh, client systems to help desk. Um, network security, because obviously I was a network guy. So I really get that part of the fence of cyber. Um, there's a few others, but uh, it was a culmination of just years of experience. And then and it looks extra hard. So like, I think I studied the first time before I took it, it was probably four months, probably. Okay. From boot camp to test. And then that's when I felt confident enough to take the test. And I still felt it. So, wow. <laughs> so then it was another uh after i knew what i didn't know before right so because I, I you can take practice tests and things of that nature but until you're sitting there and you're you're under the right. pressure of the uh, adaptive tests and the amount of time it takes to get through the test um you then have knowledge to say okay this is how i can conquer it next time like i, I have more endurance to get right. through it um and then uh, i took it the second time probably two months later so uh all in all uh, I would say uh, I spent a decade in IT. I spent uh, six or seven years in cyber. So six or seven years of experience plus six months of uh, devoted study right. um, led me to conquering the CISP. I got a long way to go. <laughs> I got a long way to go. But uh, I'm not afraid of that challenge. So uh, my next question help desk so me being obviously breaking in trying to break into tech how important would a position in help desk kind of add those tools to my tools to my tool bag and getting into the area that i'm you know trying to go into how important is a help help desk position to really just helping you attain those skills to be successful gotcha so i always champion uh help desk I always champion security plus i think those are are kind of really good entry points, right? So it's not everybody's journey. Like some people just jump straight into pen testing. Right. Um, I don't know any of those people. So everybody <laughs> I've worked with is either come through the pipe uh, of uh, either they're coming from uh, networking, they're coming from uh, client systems and help desk uh, or some combination of the uh, the two and working their way up the, the, the chain. So I value help desk. I think it gets you a lot of hands-on to not just hardware, but just, this is how information systems work. Like you're, you're, uh, you know, moving people's accounts, you're provisioning uh, emails and things of that nature. Like you're doing a lot of the things that are the building blocks to um, uh, making a network do what it, do what it's, what it's supposed to do. Like right. uh, the, the exchange of information. And a lot of that goes through the help desk. Is it frustrating? Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> you learn firsthand that uh, technology is hard. Like, a lot of people don't understand. So you, you work with people who don't quite understand it or grasp it. So they want to do things that they just simply cannot do, or they want to, uh, to, to not give you the proper information to get them to where they need to be. But on the flip side, uh, you learn a lot of your gaps 
because um, like I, I didn't knew very little about exchange. I knew very little about uh, security groups. Like these are things right. I didn't have to do on the networking side. Like I, I built the network. Like um, I know what subnets are. I know how to right. uh, IP, IP things. I know how to properly cable these things up. But when it came to the actual what data is traversing my network, I didn't necessarily know how that that piece of it worked. Like what is a DC? Absolutely. How does a DC work? Like things of that nature. So I think you get a bigger breadth of knowledge working help desk and working your way up. Then you do just trying to jump right into something, but you can, it, it has happened. Like I see people do it who they're not people I know personally, but you right. know, I see them either uh, in talks or I, you know, I see them on LinkedIn or what have you, but all the people I grew up with, they all went through networking, help desk, client systems and worked their way up. Absolutely. Okay. So I saw that you have a degree from WGU. Uh, me, yes, I start WGU in February. I'm going to go okay. for the uh, networking and information security. Um, so that is what I was going to do, but then I'm actually thinking about switching over to cloud. I saw that they have that option. Okay. You know, WGU comes with a lot of certifications depending on which degree path you go. So um, how was your experience at w WGU with uh, attaining your master's degree and then degree or no degree into the, into Ooh, the IT? That's, yeah. it's, so you... you uh... I, I will answer that part uh, after I answer the rest of it. Got it, got <laughs> it. That's, that's where people, that's where people cut off the video. They're like, I'm not watching this anymore. <laughs> um, I, I don't know why it's so uh, uh, just tent, just tense when you talk about degrees versus non-degrees versus right. case. I don't know. People, people go off, off the chain, but yeah. um, so I, I really liked it. Like I wish they paid me money because, because <laughs> I, I talk so highly of them. Right. right. So um What's crazy is so my uh, associates through the Air Force um, is uh, uh, electronic um, uh, technology, I believe is what it's called. So basically it's IT, IT uh, associates. Right. Um, and then at one point um, I was gonna get out of the Air Force. Um, like I, I just wasn't doing well in computer science. I didn't wanna pursue that any longer. Um, it wasn't that I didn't like uh, my job. I just felt like I was being underutilized because right. I was way more on the hardware side than I was on the networking side at one point. Uh, so I was like, so what What um, classes did I enjoy? And there were psychology and sociology. So I was like, you know, I'm going to pursue that. So complete 180. Right, right. <laughs> it was like, I saw, so my, I, yeah, my undergrad is in social psychology. Um, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> which, which has its benefits, like believe it or not, when it comes to management, uh, I, I think it helps me to listen to people better. But um, right after I finished that degree is when I got deep into networking. That's when I went and worked at the enterprise level. And that's when I started to pivot back. I'm like, okay, I'm not getting out. I like this. I like, I like what I'm doing, uh, especially at the level I'm doing at. Right. So I was, uh, uh, overseeing 120 bases at one point. So I was Oof. like, this is, this is what's up. This is what I want to do. Uh, and I pursued my CCNA, got my site plus Netflix, all that good stuff during that, that assignment. Um, and then uh, from there is when I arrived at JCSE. Um, I started working towards, um, not, not, I didn't know at the time, but I was working towards my CISP with the stuff I was learning and right. stuff I was doing. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I, I want to pursue a master's in, in something that uh, I, I, you know, I care about. So that's why I went the route was uh, cybersecurity information insurance. I was like, I'm touching pieces of this. I'm right. really interested in this. Let me, let me pursue this. Uh, and like WGU, like, um, for a adult learner in the military, I believe, again, they're not paying me. I wish they would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was very flexible. Like I, I was always out the door, right? So for that, that five years I was at um, in Florida in that command, uh, I hit uh, six different countries. So I was always out the door and it gave me the flexibility where I could just knock out classes in between time. So like some of them were based upon competencies I already knew. So I take a pretest and I'm like, okay, right. I, I know what I, I know what I know. And then this little piece right here is what I need to study. Right. Uh, then other times when I got to CEH, I was just like, I don't know any of this. Yeah. <laughs> like this is something that's not in my wheelhouse. So I had to, you know, that was, those were the classes where I had to focus more and, and, and do more study, but all in all, I, I, I think I finished it in a year and a half. Right. That's with a, a three month gap. Uh, Cause I had to stop for three months cause I was getting my PMP. So I, mm. I had an opportunity to get it while I was at JCSC. So I was like, well, let me stop what I'm doing over here <laughs> yeah, and get, and get this, uh, this PMP. Cause I'm already a planner. I'm already doing those things. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, it took me about a year and a half, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it, I thought it was, uh, worth the, uh, the time and effort. It gave me 
uh, some certifications and it lined me up for the CISP. So like the backbone of my degree plan uh, and program was the CISP. And shortly after I graduated, I got my CISP. So obviously right. it works. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, degrees or no degrees? Uh, you So <laughs> this is going to be taken out of context. I can already see it. <laughs> you do not need a degree to be successful in IT, period. Everybody knows that. You don't right. have to have a degree. Uh, does it hurt you? No, absolutely not. Like people were like, oh, you degree, like you just, you don't know anything. You just uh, a book learner, whatever. A lot of IT and cybersecurity is book knowledge until you get your hands on it. Like right. you need to know certain concepts and, and aspects of it. So I've never tell anybody to not pursue education. Like that, that's ridiculous to me. Uh, but I will say you can get into um, IT and you can move up and progress on just um, your uh, ability to learn quickly and your ability to, um, to show your experience and, and your skills off um, while you're moving up. But while you're doing that, like people were saying like, oh, I didn't, I don't have a degree. Like you probably have more information than a degree would give you because you've been hitting the videos, you've been lapping it up, you've been hands-on experience, you've been working long hours. You know what I mean? Like some people right. are those people, you know, everybody knows that person who their shift is over, but they're still working on it because they right. just have to figure out <laughs> what the problem is. Absolutely. So in, in a way they've, they've done the same thing. They just haven't sat down and uh, applied to a WGU or somewhere else. And if they did, they would, they would kill it. So Paramount is experience, like hands down, you need experience. Certifications help to show off that experience and they also expose you to education um, and concepts that you, you wouldn't just get just by um, Googling, right? Like right. some things you will learn and then you can then apply them. And then the natural progression is a degree. So if you wanna be in management, then yeah, definitely pursue a degree uh, as you move your way up. So I think that hits everybody over the head so I, I <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm not i'm not targeting one group of people like i think all three are are, are definitely like make you a, a powerhouse but i think the most important is your experience bar none. Right. that is why i love uh kind of what wgu brings to the table because they offer you those certifications as well as the degree it kind of you know puts everything into one yeah. and then in, yeah. um you know you can with that knowledge i feel you can learn how to do certain labs and different things to gain experience, even if you're not in a position like me. Still being active duty is a lot, you know, tough to kind of have a second job doing help desk or something like that. But you can learn how to lab through so many different ways, learn how to lab and practice and have these different projects that you're a part of, different websites and stuff like that. So um, thank you. Thank you for answering. That. So uh, I, well, what was your kind of likes and dislikes about WG? Really, the uh, dislikes more than anything. I really didn't have any dislikes, to be honest with you. Like, um, uh, they, again, uh, so I, I can say if you're not the type of person who's self-motivated, mm -hmm. like if you need somebody to give you that push, um, you're going to get it, but you're not going to get it like if you were in a brick and mortar. So I, I, I teach a brick and mortar. So I'm able right. to have eyes on students. Um, when I see them not, not doing so well, I'm able to uh, reach out to them in the moment, right? Like, Absolutely. Uh, when going through WGU, I didn't necessarily have that, but I didn't need that. I, I've, I've been an adult learner. Like the military makes you, <laughs> like, yeah, makes you study, makes you learn. Yes. If you don't do well in those tests, they want their money back. They so sure. That's your motivation, <laughs> right? That's the truth. Uh, so if you're not a, a self-starter, I would say online school in general is going to be hard for you. Um, but uh, it may be exasperated in, in this instance uh, because you will have a mentor. Somebody will contact you like once a week and whatnot, uh, which I... I love the guy, but I was like, I don't need this. Right. <laughs> I, was still, I was still nice to him. I took his phone calls. Like, you know, right. he, he still had cover. He was uh, prior military as well. So we had, okay. we talked about other stuff than, than just, hey, getting through this class. Um, but if you're not a self starter, like I always say, like, this online school might not be for you in general. Yeah. Well, luckily, I don't have that problem, but I can understand exactly where, where that, that could, uh, make make yeah. a difference in your experience with WGU. Um, so how was it working on the assignment with the NSA? So I, I loved it. So that was my second assignment. Um, they're the ones who got me um, 
the vouchers for security plus and net plus. I didn't test at the time because it mm-hmm. it was weird. Like 8570 was coming down the pipe. Like uh, right. for those who are listening, 8570 is in order for you to touch a, a DOD network, you have to have certain um, qualifications. So tier one is like your A pluses and net pluses. Tier two is your security plus, CYSA, things of that nature. Tier three is your CISPs, uh, ISMs, um, things of that nature. Um, so for my job, so I, I was a, Went from 2E2 to 3D1. Um, so I was more of a 25 November. Uh, got it, got it. In the, in the army. Uh, it was kind of like a blend of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to have a tier two um, to, to do my job. So I loved it. Um, it gave me exposure to things that I normally wouldn't. Like I worked on systems that uh, you, you know, just not out there in the public. Um, I worked on... Uh, uh, devices that I'll probably never see again, right. <laughs> but uh, I have knowledge of them and how they work and what have you. I worked on uh, several different types of networks because um, uh, in the military, we already have several different enclaves, but obviously when you work for certain agencies, they have right. other types. So I worked on some uh, some older systems. I worked on some state-of-the-art systems. Um, uh, Again, the money was was pretty good, so they got me two vouchers. They sent mm-hmm. me to uh, a boot camp. Uh, they they flew me from Alaska down to the states for a boot camp. Um, wow! So they they were big into education and training. Um, it was just a really cool cool assignment, and it was in in Alaska on top of it, which is a yeah. really cool uh, state to be in. I've heard of, from a few people just about the experience, and in, in Alaska is really different, but it's also a yeah. beautiful thing just to, uh, having your life. Um, the reason I ask about the NSA assignment is just because. You know, I know on once you're in the military, you have the opportunity to pursue government contracts or being, you know, yeah. stay within government agencies. So just to hear about that experience kind of helps me decide, you know, which path I want to go to when it comes to transition, picking a company or should I stay on the government side? Being that I have a clearance and everything, I can use that. I don't know if I actually have the opportunity to use my clearance on the civilian side, but, you know, if the opportunity, you know, brings yeah. itself, I, I, I will take it. You'd be surprised. Today. So not only do government contracts and uh, things of that nature require clearance, some, some of them are government contracts. Like I saw some uh, banks that asked for a, a clearance or ability to get a clearance. Oh, wow. So I'm like, all right, that's, that's a different route to pursue, right? So that, and then you'd be working with a different framework. So I'm kind of interested in, in that myself because um, uh, I think I'd write, I think my capstone was on PCI DSS. So the payment okay. credit industry right. uh, framework. And I really liked it. Like I was like, you know, because uh, I joke about it all the time, like governance and compliance is really boring stuff. But right. for some reason, I still like it. Um, and I would really enjoyed uh, learning that framework. And then I'm like, OK, some of these banks require clearance and I have a clearance. So right. like, that might maybe that's where I go to next. I don't know. Yeah, I, I honestly, I feel for you uh, with the amount of experience you have, and like the different things, like even even the, the assignment with the JCSE, like being overseas and stuff like that. I can imagine kind of where you're going to really find your specifics, being that you have such a broad base of knowledge. Like, I mean, pretty much everyone is going to want someone like you. So you're going to have a I appreciate that. You cut this out. Just just that one snippet and cut it out. Put it on. (laughs) Like, you want want me. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. But Um, I'm going to keep you posted on my transition. So I think we'll be transitioning roughly the same time. Okay. I definitely keep yeah. you posted. Keep everybody posted on how how the transition works out and whatnot, because I think it's just interesting. Like, because um, uh, people on the civilian side, um, they know what they know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like right. for us, we know what we know, and then just it's is weird crossing over. So right, like now now I have a, a off duty job, right? So I teach, and then every now and then I'll learn something new. Like, oh, you can't do that as a civilian, or <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like, oh, that's frowned upon. <laughs> that's, right, that's how we talk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's kind of be different. It's kind of kind of crazy you say that. Uh, I've been going through transition classes this whole week. Like most of the times with the military, you don't have the SFL tap situation. Uh, at least at least for the army, it's called Soldier for Life uh, tap, like transition program assistance yeah. program. I've been doing those classes this entire week, so um, I really got a kind of baseline knowledge of like what to do, what not to do, what to say, what not to say. Been kind of getting right. coached on that the entire week. Um, so. Yeah, I, I know you're going to have that opportunity as well. I'm doing as early as possible just because I know what I want to do. And, you know, I know what area I want to go to. Uh, That's kind of my, my next question. So in the transition, I know you're still going through that as well. But just mm-hmm. based off of the knowledge, is there a specific area you would say, like, 
part of the country. Like, hey, if you want to, you know, really grow in this field, you need to be in this area. Oh, that, that's so that's right, your knowledge you recommend. Yeah, right now it's all over. So, uh, like for me, I plan on going back into uh, Florida. Um, Got it. So I'm from I'm from Buffalo, New York, but my last assignment was in Florida. Uh, you know, I, I have some some roots there now. I want the kids to be, uh, you know, some stability because um, I've been moving around a lot and what have you. But it's blown up uh, already in that area. So your your L3s, your Harris's, USAA. Um, right. City has a headquarters. Verizon has a headquarters down there. Like there's a, a multitude of different organizations just there. But tech in general is, is uh, has always been blowing up. But it seems as though this past 10 years, uh, especially with what's going on with uh, cyber attacks and what have you, like, right. there's pockets everywhere. So like I know South Carolina is blowing up. Uh, Miami is starting to blow up again. Like Miami right. had a, a tech explosion. It's another, it's a double tech explosion. They're blowing <laughs> up. Um, your North Carolina, like uh, especially around like uh, uh, Fayetteville, like that area. Yeah, yeah that's, that's where my parents are. It's always bank, right? So the Fort Bragg area. Um you have obviously when you get closer to the North Capital Region areas, when you get from Virginia and you work your way up, but even West Virginia, um, I've seen job adver- advertisements uh, in uh, Colorado um, is uh, pretty big on tech. You have obviously uh, Seattle. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Microsoft, because uh, I don't know if you've seen, there's uh, the skill bridge, the MSSA. Um, oh, yes. Microsoft. I've been tracking that for yeah. a while now. Yes. Yeah. So like that's, they're looking for Washington. They're looking for Washington State. Um, they're looking for North Carolina, South Carolina. Um, so they really, you really can't go wrong anywhere. Absolutely. But I would say uh, uh, pick a coast or go for a Carolina. Um, right. But oh, Texas, Texas is blowing up. Oh, yeah. I've seen Austin. Uh, yeah. uh, Ton, a ton of different uh, advertisements for Texas. So, I mean, you really can't go wrong. Absolutely. Yeah, so me being in Texas right now, obviously the goal for me is Atlanta. Um, I recently saw that Google and Microsoft are building up their campuses there, as yeah. well as a bunch of different uh, companies. So being, I want, you know, I was, I've been tracking MSSA for a few months now, uh, probably about six, seven months. Um, so I'm like, MSSA would be great to be in DOD Skill Bridge. Um, but I've also had the opportunity through networking to have other companies reach out to me like um, vmware they reached out to me uh, someone from microsoft reached out to me and so okay just about different things so i'm like this networking thing going great got to keep right. it up you know uh 16 months left I, I can do a lot of things within that time um so you know to kind of end my line of questioning uh, my last question is going to be do you offer mentorship oh yeah absolutely so this that's where this this show came from right so uh, we were doing the other side of the firewall. So I do with uh, two really good friends, Shannon Levon, who I worked with when I was in Virginia at the enterprise right. level. Uh, we just kept that friendship going. Um, but uh, the Ask SSP came from people sending me questions. So people right. would reach out to me and say, hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? So I was like, you know what? I've been uh, sending out a bunch of emails and uh, through LinkedIn uh, in mails and all that stuff. I was like, well, I'll just turn to a show. You ask me questions. I put out there for everybody because a lot of the questions were similar. Right. Um, and then, as you can see, it's starting to evolve. So uh, when Tish reached out to me, uh, Tish Harper, which everybody should check out that episode, like uh, great personality. She's going to be the world's best pen tester of all time. Um, <laughs> but I, she, she reached out to me. I said, well, what's your question? And she was like, no, I want a conversation. And then this one, this show uh, kicked in the high gear, I believe, because it was it was cool the way it was. But like, I think this is amazing. Like they actually see your expressions, like see your questions being answered. And, and then there's going to be people who are on the other end who get to see it. And there's, you're showcasing your personality, your, uh, your, your passion, as well as the knowledge you currently have. So it's a living resume. Absolutely. Um, so it just makes LinkedIn even that much better, I believe. So yeah, if anybody uh, wants to reach out for mentorship or whatever, definitely hit me up. Uh, if you're watching the video, you know where I'm at. <laughs> so, uh, uh, hit me up. Like if you ever have any more questions, I definitely want to get you back on. So I plan on having everybody I've had on on again Absolutely. as you move up through through your uh your uh cybersecurity journey right i want to see where you where you land and what what your your thoughts of cybersecurity are once you're you know in the industry yes um so i, I yes definitely definitely mentorship definitely continue to tune in ask those questions and uh i might have you on the show 
Yeah, well, uh, I definitely appreciate you having me. I appreciate James for referring me. I uh, appreciate you having me. I've, I've been able to sit here and ask all my questions and learn a lot and really just speak to your experience and kind of guide myself on where I want to go. And uh, I'm, I'm appreciative, really appreciative of you having me. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I appreciate you being on, right? So um, I, I think this will uh, definitely showcase your your uh, your talent, your passion. Like, I, like some people are just getting into cyber because they want, they're chasing the money. Like money is good. Don't get me wrong. It's only going to get better. Um, but it's the curiosity. I think that's what, what will benefit you and everyone else the most. Like just being interested in this stuff. Cause it, it is, is never static. It's always changing. Right. Like, like this is what got me to stay in it or else I'd be uh, trying to be somebody's therapist right now, which is right. good, you know, <laughs> which is good, <laughs> but like, I wouldn't be as fulfilled as I am now. Like I, I love, this uh this career field and i can't wait to see where it goes uh you know a decade two decades from now like it's it's it's, it's honestly amazing even even the bad stuff that happens the ransomware and stuff like that you like that i never thought of that right <laughs> like i never i didn't know you could do that um so you know it's that cat and mouse that spy versus spy type game that also piques my interest so um definitely man thank you for being on thank you for uh for having some really good questions uh so i definitely will um be sharing those separately in the future so definitely be on the lookout for uh for uh jarvis uh brian as he you know i mean uh smashes through cybersecurity, does his thing absolutely uh, definitely definitely hit him up and uh ask him questions because you're very knowledgeable already so like uh, for people who are trying to do their transition like they should be asking you questions i might have some questions for you off camera <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> So, but uh, to, to land this plane, right? So, uh, you know, uh, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for all those who are listening and watching. Uh, definitely like, share, subscribe. Uh, hit a bell. There's a bell involved or whatever. Um, we're on LinkedIn. We're on uh, uh, IG and we're on YouTube. And Anchor puts us out to a multitude of different uh, podcast platforms. So it's probably something you listen to. Um, we're on it. So either the other side of the firewall uh, where we do episodes, Monday, Tuesday, uh, our topics. Wednesday is our discussion. Friday is everything else but cyber. Uh, and then Thursday episodes are these, the Ask Assist B. So I can't wait to see who we have on next week. So uh, Mr. Bryant's uh, stuff will be in the description. So where, where can they find you at though? Like if somebody wanted to hit you up right now. Uh, right now I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I don't, I'm not really in social media like that, but LinkedIn, I have my email attached to my LinkedIn as well. So I'm okay. available, email, LinkedIn, just contact me. Okay. And we'll yeah, have that in as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can hit me up. So whether it be uh, just to give me some feedback on the show, or if you have a question at RyRy Security Guy, that's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. And I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, Clubhouse, and TikTok. So stay safe, stay secure. Thank you.